Nevada Traveler Podcast, where we talk about gear, the trails, and all things needed for the adventure, give you our opinions from the thick of it. I'm your host, Jordan. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome, like, subscribe, rate and review everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. If you've come back, thank you. I do this podcast to share with all of the listeners and the support means a ton. If you want to learn more about the show or anything behind the scenes, you can give us a follow on the socials, facebook.com, Nevada Traveler Podcast, the Nevada Traveler Podcast on YouTube, and Nevada underscore Traveler on Instagram and Twitter. I'll touch on Twitter quick. I'm not on Twitter a whole lot. I try to remember that Twitter's a thing, but mostly I just go on there and talk shit. That's basically all I do on Twitter. So if you're into that, you can follow me over there, but I'm most active on Instagram. Got a lot to cover this week, so let's jump into news from the adventure world of off-road and the world of motorsports. Martin Truex Jr. in the number 19 Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota overcame early damage with contact from the wall to capture his 28th NASCAR Cup Series victory in the Instacart 500 at Phoenix Raceway on Sunday. The 2017 Series champion with 30 starts at the famed Desert Raceway, winning for the first time on the one-mile trial. The win on Sunday was his first for 2021. 28 races since Truex saw victory lean previously coming at Martinsville in June of 2020. Martin Truex Jr.'s win on Sunday marks the fifth different winner in the first five Premier Series races of the season. Saturday was just as action-packed, defending Xfinity Series champion Austin Sindrick nabbed his second win in 2021 with a thrilling .360 of a second margin of victory over series rookie Ty Gibbs. All three divisions of NASCAR will be back in action at Atlanta Motor Speedway this weekend. Longtime racer Bill Lester will be returning to the Camping World Truck Series this weekend. Lester will be making his first start in the Truck Series since 2007. Lester, who was a household name and played a key role of inclusion in the African-American communities into auto racing, has made starts at all three levels of top NASCAR competition. Monster Energy Supercross invaded Arlington this week. Rounds 10 and 11. Cooper Webb has found his stride in the 450s, sweeping the wins in the two rounds this week and extending his point lead over Ken Roxon and Eli Tomac. On Saturday, Justin Barsha and Jason Anderson topped off the podium. Tuesday's round 11 was dominated with the point leaders in the 450s with Eli Tomac and Ken Roxon holding the podium spots, respectively. Riding the 250 class, Seth Haymaker scored hit, scored the win on Saturday with Hunter Lawrence, Cameron McAdoo with podium finishes. On Tuesday, 
Hunter Lawrence improved one position to capture the win with Jake Swole and Kyle Peters on the podium. Lawrence leads the 250 West standings by one point over Cameron McAdoo with Cooper in a close third. Supercross will be back in action Saturday, March 20th, again in Arlington for round 12. Main event gate drops starting 8 p.m. Eastern time. So those of you like us normal people here on the West Coast, that's like 5 o'clock. In off-road racing news, Best in the Desert has postponed the 2021 UTV Legends Championship, originally scheduled for March 25th through the 28th in Laughlin, Nevada. It has been rescheduled to run September 9th through the 12th. The event had to be rescheduled due to updated COVID-19 policies implemented by the state of Nevada and Clark County. Typical Governor Sissy Lack of Nevada. They, I don't get into politics. I don't usually talk, talk about that on the show, but come on, Sisolak. Open stuff up. The casinos, they upped casino capacity. Sporting events, they let more people in indoor sporting events. Let them race in the desert. Nevada's governor's a flipping idiot, and, uh... That's all I'll say about that. So I'm going to move on to a week in review, the segment where I recap our week and what craziness has happened or gone down since last week's episode. I will say got a lot of riding in on the UTV. Started out on Friday with a short ride at Moon Rocks, a great off-road vehicle area just north of Reno, out with a buddy who had literally just picked up his new Polaris General. Um, spent a couple hours riding around with him as he uh, broke in his new whip. Saturday, that was on Friday. Saturday, Caitlin and I took the took to the Dead Camel Mountains in northern Nevada. An almost near-perfect day for riding in the high desert. Ran about 100 miles through the valley and up some elevation. We found a small salt flat and dry lake bed. That was pretty chill. Had a couple cold beers, tooled around a little bit, wrapped it up. Sunday, again at Moon Rocks for, really it was about an hour. Um, Met Jeremy and Melissa from the Overtalk podcast. Um, Super short-lived ride. Got out there and the high winds found their way into the valley. And I'll be the first to tell you, moon rocks and wind do not pair well. Tons of sand. It got brutal pretty quick, so we we ended up calling that ride. Um, If you want to see video from these rides on Friday or Saturday, you can check it out on YouTube by visiting the Nevada Traveler podcast. Links are also available on nevadatraveler.net. A little bit on the personal side of things, last week was, well, life is weird. <clears throat> I won't go down the rabbit hole, uh, but to make a long story short, I quit my job on Tuesday of last week. 
Um, I didn't talk about it in last week's episode, mainly because I didn't know... When I did last week's episode, I didn't know what the next step was, which path I was going down. So I... I just kind of, when I did the podcast last week, I just kind of pretended it didn't happen. Um, but after over a decade being involved in the plumbing and heating industry in one capacity or another, I decided it was time for a change. Um, I started out plumbing as an apprentice plumber, climbed the ladder, got my master's license, Went from working in the field into a wholesale distribution sales role um, and just decided enough was enough. Um, some things weren't weren't going well. Um, and again, I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole too far. Um, but it was it was time to make a change. So I did. Um, I started a new gig this week. Pretty early to talk about it, but um, I am very, very excited for the new opportunity in a new industry um, as that matures. I might get into it a little more. Um, So that has been this week's edition of A Week in Review. We're going to take a short break, and I will be back with today's main topic. All right, before I dive into today's main topic, it's actually a great segue into today's main topic. Um, But after today's episode, I want to recommend anyone who may have missed a previous episode that I titled, When the Trails Close, We All Lose, after today's show. It was two or three episodes ago. And I want you to listen to that episode and, and understand where I'm coming from in that episode. Um, I cover why trails get closed. I cover what we can do to prevent trails from getting closed. And that has hit really close to home for us this week. Probably our favorite riding area and one of the best riding areas in National Forest Service land in Northern Nevada and Northern California was hit with a trail closure this week. At this time, I don't have exact details on the enforcement and the actual rules and what's happening there, so I'm not going to speculate or or dig into it, but I'm going to say it's real. It's very real for those of us who love outdoors and love the off-road community. When the trails close, we all lose. So back on the podcast this week, I've got a guest, a fellow off-road rider here in Northern Nevada, a fellow member of the ATV UTV Riders Group of Northern Nevada. So let's go to the phones. All right, joining me on the hotline now from Northern Nevada, fellow UTV rider, runs a lot of the same trails we do, Jay Hayden. How's it going, man? Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm doing well. How are you? 
doing awesome. So I wanted to bring Jay on the podcast because he, like myself, lives in northern Nevada. I've had a lot of guests on the show in the past from other parts of the country, but I haven't had another northern Nevada guy on. So Jay, tell me a little about your uh, your off-roading and uh, what you do. Awesome. Well, uh, let's see here. I've started my off-road uh, obsession uh, with the Jeep back when I was a kid before you were born uh, and have had several Jeeps since then. And then within the last year, I recently purchased a uh, Razor. So uh, side by side that uh, me and my family enjoy. And we have met so many awesome people uh, in the side by side community. Um, it's absolutely amazing. It's very close to the Jeep family. Um, you know, you hear people say that the Jeep community is strong and tight and they love to go wheeling and picnicking and do other things other than trail riding and Jeeping. Well, the side-by-side -side community is very similar to that. Uh, the people are willing to help new buyers or new owners, I should say, um, with things to do, not to do, things maybe they might want to plan for down the road, uh, tips on how to do maintenance on it. Uh, when I first got mine, I didn't even know where the damn oil <laughs> changing <laughs> uh, stuff was. I was like, oh, it goes where? Because there was nothing under the hood. I was like, oh, God, I was such a newbie. Yeah, uh, nothing, but I was taking, nothing like a Jeep. Yeah, no, nothing like a Jeep at all. But again, that, that sense of camaraderie and um, community, uh, which is what made me fall head over heels about wanting to do the off-roading with the Razor side-by-side -side community. That's awesome. So you have a Polaris Razor. Uh, you know, tell us about that. What have, what have you done to it? Or are you pretty bare, oh, bare bones? Well, I will back up and tell you the story uh, that I, I have since ditched my first Razor, two-seater. Um, found out quickly that I had, I don't want to say buyer's remorse, but uh, having to leave my daughter or my granddaughter or my wife somebody had to stay behind in a two-seater yeah four for sure. people two seats you do the math somebody's not going to be happy <laughs> so um upgraded and uh have a four-seater now uh it is approximately 45 days old nice. um and i already knew from the first one what i wanted and what i didn't want uh well, I would say, you know, a couple of the top things that most side-by-side -side people look for is a roof. If you don't, if your particular unit doesn't come with one, um, a windshield in this climate and temperature, um, is, is, uh, those are some must-haves. Uh, some luxuries are a cooler for the back of your vehicle to keep your drinks and food out of the dust and dirt. <laughs> Um, and other amenities would be communications, which I'm huge into. I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, uh, Bluetooth audio, you know, the whole, the whole nine yards. And of course, a light bar, a chase light, uh, American flag, you know, on a whip, all, all those things that you see most of the UTVs side-by-sides out there uh, sporting. That's awesome. Yeah. So how Jay and I ended up connected is through a local Facebook group, um, ATV UTV Riders in Northern Nevada. We actually haven't had the chance to run into each other on the trail yet. One of these days, we'll, we'll cross paths. 
Um, but I wanted to get somebody from the group because like Jay touched on was the, the family atmosphere, especially right here in Northern Nevada, how everybody helps everybody, everybody looks out for one another. And that's not just specific to, to Northern Nevada. You know, that's, that's the off-road community as a whole. But right here in Northern Nevada, the groups that we have right here, I mean, they're just absolutely awesome. No, I, I definitely agree. And um, what's really interesting is we are having people join the Northern Nevada page that are from Southern California, you know, yeah. or maybe Northern uh, Colorado, what have you, because they're planning trips down here. They see the page. And of course, they're expecting that same um, community type atmosphere. And of course, they get it. Oh, for sure. uh, and asking what the regulations are in Nevada, because they're not familiar with them. Uh, what are some great places to see if you only have two to three days to ride? What, what are the top three bucket list things? You know, um, some people will say Sand Mountain out there towards Fallon. Yeah. Uh, others will tell you, um, you know, out in the uh, Doyle uh, Herlong area which is an OHB uh, recreational site for the BLM. You know, it's beautiful out there as well. And some people like to ride in the south, south of Reno, uh, south of Carson, yeah. uh, down there. What I have found amazing, being from Michigan originally, uh, is that you can be in different places in Nevada, all within about 90 minutes of Reno, and see different terrain and different types of trails. Uh, we have wide open desert that you can go as fast as your passengers are willing to let you go. You can go in deep, thick forests where you may not see the sun for a bit because the trees are so tall. And you may uh, follow a dry riverbed, you know, for a bit and come across some ancient archaeological, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some ancient, uh, you know, old ghost towns, and Nevada is full of those. And people love going exploring, and uh, taking pictures with their cameras and eyes. And uh, it, it's just a great area to go out and be involved in. Yeah, no, that's that. You know, it's you, how long? When did you uh, come from Michigan? How long have you been out uh, here? Two two thousand seven. Okay, so. Um, like we haven't had a ton of time to chat, but uh, we moved out here this or uh, just about a year ago from South Dakota. So uh, I'm what? very, very familiar with the the cold and the terrain of the the Midwest Michigan area. Right on, right on. So, so that's cool to talk to another guy that has frozen to death more than once in his life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, a couple times as a kid for sure. Yeah, uh, some of those snowstorms and what have you. Yeah, where you go outside and the air hurts your face. Yeah, and I still had to go to school. There was yeah. no getting school off because of two inches of snow or no. a two-hour delay. Your mom no. gave you an extra pair of mittens and said, get out there, and if you're late to school, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah, so I same deal. You know, I grew up in the capital city of South Dakota, and the rule, the rule was is they didn't call school off if the governor could get to the office. And the office was literally across the lake. So in my K through 12 education, I had one snow day. Man, that's so. 
that's pretty rough <laughs> yeah hardcore and and of course you know it was uphill both ways yep yep <laughs> exactly so perfect so what is your favorite type of trail riding you know we touched on the diverse amount of trails and terrains we can ride out here what's your favorite oh i would have to tell you that um I would say uh, desert trail riding is my favorite because I've done it the most. Um, uh, however, I've done a fair amount of trails in the forest where there's lots of crazy turns because they're trying to follow the natural path between the trees. And there's another thing about uh, if, any, if you're thinking about buying a side-by-side -side out there, anybody listening, there is definitely a difference in vehicles width. My old Razor was 62 inches wide and my new Razor is 74 inches wide. Yeah. That is as wide as my Jeep is. <laughs> if you're going on some of these trails with some of the smaller side-by-sides and you have a 74 inch, you may be in for a little more difficult time than all the little guys that are zipping through, having a great time saying, keep up, keep up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. We're, we're that group right now. We, uh, we elected to go with the 50, with a 50 inch model for that reason. Cause we love riding in the mountains. We love riding within the trees and all that fun stuff. We also do like ripping through the desert. Um, so yeah, every, every machine has its features and benefits and you know, it's all about, about preference. Yeah, and, and I would tell people again, if you're uh, just getting into it or thinking about it, um, go for a ride on different vehicles, different brands, different makes and different styles within the same uh, manufacturer, you know, um, and get a feel for what you like and you don't like, uh, you know, ask because Razor or not Razor, uh, side by side adventuring has its fair share of pit stops, as you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, some more than others and every pit stop everybody's asking oh where did you get that upgrade or hey what's this like when you're going uphill or between the trees or whatever and everybody wants to talk about their vehicle it's their baby oh, you know, yeah. they have they have pride in it uh they could tell you every nut and bolt that they've added and every add-on and what they like and what they didn't like um so again the, the uh, community is great source of information for those thinking about getting into it or if you're already into it finding out what works and what doesn't work oh for sure for sure no that, that that's great insight and yeah great great advice for any anybody that's not into it that that listens to my show and you know since i started the podcast i do do a fair amount of talking about off-roading and i get a lot of those questions come to me and i i try to give them the best answer but one thing I've highly recommended is wherever you live or wherever you want to ride, get connected with a group that that does group rides and has rental units to give you the opportunity to experience it before you commit to something. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I was hooked after going for a few rides, probably just like you were on somebody else's vehicle. What model is that? What year? Yeah. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're taking notes and looking at the dealership, wow, how much is this going <laughs> to, and, and basically that, that's how it snowballed for me. And uh, I wouldn't look back. I wouldn't change uh, a thing. Um, I, I absolutely, like I said, I love riding. 
I love being part of the community. Um, I have found a niche, you know, for helping people. So I'm not really, you know, I, I don't want to say gearhead, you know, because it sounds like I'm talking down about them. I very much appreciate the gearheads. Again, this is the guy that didn't know where the oil went <laughs> on his side by side when he first bought it. Uh, and I looked for probably a day before I broke out the owner's manual, like, okay, where's this oil go? Uh, <clears throat> uh, my particular niche is two-way radio communications. Um, at my job uh, working at the fire department, that's one of my uh, side duties that I take care of at the fire department is communications. So when it came to side-by-sides, uh, UTVs and ATVs, um, I noticed a lot of people were using two-way radios and stuff. But I investigated that my first time out on a trail and got myself a unit. And uh, now I help other people research what would be best for their budget, best for their vehicle and uh, help them install it. And if they needed updated uh, channels or software, uh, those are things that uh, I offer to do. Um, I do it not to make any money. I, I say, hey, just invite me over. And if you wanna buy me a Coke while I'm doing it, great. you know. But no, I don't want your money. I, I'm doing this because I want you to enjoy the ride more. And that's what it comes down to. A lot of people think like, oh, we only talk if we get lost. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, no. We're we yeah. making fun of the guy that passed the turn or the guy that has to stop every five minutes to pee or what it, whatever it is. Or we may be pointing out, uh, you know, a possible Sasquatch sighting. Yeah. There you go. Okay, I haven't seen a Sasquatch, but I mean, you never know what you're going to hear on the radio. And it, it makes the ride so much more enjoyable to be able to talk to all the other vehicles. Oh, it does, uh, for sure. And if you're meeting up with another group, like, hey, we're meeting up at, you know, Old Smith's Barn that burnt down in the 1900s. Like, I don't know where that's at. Well, next thing you know, you hear the guys on the radio guiding you in. Yeah. And it, it, it's wonderful. So that's my little uh, contribution to the um, the off-road world is the uh, doing communications for people like they don't know where to start and I you know I don't sell the stuff I don't charge for it but I, I I help them make the best decision for what's best for them no and that's that's awesome that's that's right in line with what you know what we touched on and how great the community is um, might have to have you back and just have a whole episode on communications. I kind of, oh, <laughs> I kind of did one a while back, but it it was half-assed at best. But um, no, that's we will, great. We will unhalf-ass it. <laughs> there you go. No, that that's great. Um, so I'm still here, buddy. <laughs> there you go. No, you're good. Um, yeah, you said you at work, and uh, how long have you been in the fire service? Oof, a long time. There you go. <laughs> Since the '90s. Since the '90s, there you go. I dabbed in it a bit. I uh, oh, right on. I spent uh, just about three years on a paid volunteer department in Mobridge, South Dakota, and then for a short time, I was with um, a full-time department. I was with Sioux Falls Fire Rescue in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Oh, um, very cool. See, brother, and you yeah. didn't even know it. Yeah. yeah so right on. So I've done the thing. I've I've been a smoke eater. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I, you know, I used to love it when I was younger, like, <laughs> this is great. 
And now that I'm getting older, I'm like, yeah, let me put that mask on and let's just go do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you, you only inhale it so many times before you're like, nope, I want the mask. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually where I got into side-by-siding was um, when I was on the fire department out there, I did all, I did all wildland stuff. So oh, we had right on. we had a bunch of rigs built up just for going and putting out cow turds on fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, so coming from the Detroit area, we didn't have side by sides. It was all high rises and commercial structures and residents and things like that. Then uh, moving out west um, was the first time I saw side by side, and of course, coworker paramedic took me out on his and. Rest is history. It took me a couple of years between the first time I went on a ride on one and when I finally pulled the trigger. Uh, but I'm glad I did. And uh, like I said, I've been enjoying it ever since. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. So we touched on your favorite types of trails. We probably already know, but a question I always ask, what is your favorite brand of vehicle? Oh man, uh, so I would have to say favorite is what I went ahead and purchased. Uh, both times, one was used, one is brand new, uh, would be the Polaris Razor. Yeah. Perfect. I've ridden in the Can-Ams and let me tell you, those are pretty awesome. Completely different feel in yeah. a Can-Am. Uh, I wanna say shorter, squattier, more race car style. Yeah. Uh, then you can go to the Kawasaki, which is more like a utility type thing, but still a sport model, has all the luxuries of the nice suspension and big tires now. Um, you know, really everybody's turning out stuff that's uh, amazing. And again, it, it's uh, talking to those people when you stop on a trail ride or joining a Facebook group and um, uh, asking if you can come over and look at their vehicle. And most likely they're gonna wanna take you for a ride. Oh yeah. It, you know. No, I just came to look. No, 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 no. Let's go for a ride. Yeah, just for a minute. <laughs> yeah, everybody wants to show you what their machine can do. Yes. No, absolutely. Uh, no, it's great. It's great. So, well, Jay, thank you so much for making time to come on the show this week. Um, we're definitely going to have to have you back. I, I got future episodes planned to, to talk about deeper into communications. And uh, so you might be my guy for that, too. <laughs> right on man awesome hey thanks for having me on uh hopefully everybody got a little something out of this and uh i had a good time doing it so thank you yeah appreciate you jay hayden everybody take care jay hayden want to thank him again for coming on the podcast this week it's great to have other people on the show um I've said this before, I do this podcast for quite a few reasons. Do I care if many people listen? No. Do I care if any will listen? Not really. Um, I enjoy making episodes. I truly enjoy getting to talk to people. And, and having Jay on was just an example of the people I like to talk to. And Jay is actually the first guest on the show that lives within, I think, a thousand miles of, of where I do. Everybody I've had on the show so far 
has been an incredibly long distance away. Um, so it's great to have somebody else in our region on the podcast to talk about it and share it and maybe inspire those of you who listen to the show to come visit, to come see everything, to see what we see living here in northern Nevada. And and maybe it would give you the idea of why I had the idea to create a podcast called The Nevada Traveler Podcast. So just... I appreciate everybody who who takes the time to listen, takes the time to tune in every week because whether it's 30 minutes long or an hour and a half long, time is time. And if if you're going to spend your time listening to me and what, what I create, thank you. If you missed any previous episodes or you want to listen back, you can listen to it, the Nevada Traveler podcast, everywhere podcasts are streaming. You can also check us out, nevadatraveler.net. That is the home of the Nevada Traveler podcast. You can check out the products page where I post products of stuff I talk about on the show. I'm not actually selling them. You can click the link. If you're interested in that product and want to buy it, you can do it right there. If you do purchase any of those products from those links, it really helps me out and what I'm doing on the show here. You can also give us a follow on the socials. Socials. Apparently, I can't talk again today. Facebook.com Nevada Traveler Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Nevada underscore Traveler, and of course, the Nevada Traveler Podcast YouTube page. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I am your host, Jordan. We will see you or talk to you, whatever it may be, next week for another brand new episode. So long, everybody. Everybody.